Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host. You can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. Hello there, welcome back to IVF Before and After. Today is about, do you know what you were doing exactly four years ago to the minute? The date at the moment is the 25th of May 2020. Can you remember what you were doing exactly four years ago? on this day. A lot of people do because it's very, very, there's World Cup um, football matches on etc and people, their teams were winning the leagues. But it was a different winning day for us. We're all, it's all about air bubbles. Let me take you back to March, 24th of March. It was my birthday. And as usual, we always went out on our birth- my birthday to our favourite restaurant. But this was a special, an extra special night. We had went out. We got all nicely dressed, as you do, for our date night. And we went for our favourite restaurant. The table wasn't ready, which was good, because we could go to the, the bar. And I had my favourite cocktail. Don't drink very, very many cocktails, but this is one of my favourites. But it wasn't on the list. And we're kind of like, mm, it's not on the list tonight. But we asked, with no problem, they would make up the marmalade. It's called a breakfast martini. So it's made with gin and marmalade and other ingredients. It might sound a wee bit to other people, but I'm quite a sh- I quite like sugary things, syrupy. And I just enjoyed that cocktail. So I had my cocktail and then our table arrived. So we went and sat at our table and kind of always have more usual when we went to this restaurant. Um, I think I had the, it was a calamari I had first, followed by the fillet steak. Um, I had the mashed potatoes. Not the chips, went for the mashed potatoes and all the trimmings. Peas, the sweet corn, the onion rings, the dips, the sauces. And then after that, just typical, we just went for our usual dessert, the affogato, with a lovely brandy at the side, with a lovely bottle of wine and a gin and tonic at the same time. So it was a nice night. We went home. Sitting there, we enjoyed ourselves. We were talking about our future. I don't think we realised that was would have been our last night out together. So we came home, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and I knew life regime happened that we never thought 
would ever happen. So they're on the, the dining room table. It wasn't a birthday present that was lying for me. It what had been delivered. A package. So I opened it up and we looked at it with a very daunting of what we're going to do with this. And here was all the medication that I was to start taking as of the 25th of May as I was starting the new protocol for IVF. So I started the next day after my birthday injecting myself. I was lucky enough that my partner could tell me how to inject properly and as pain-free as possible. They're not that pain-free and it still hurts. But you go on with it and you do it because there's a possibility of making life. So a few weeks later, the results were getting good and we had to book a flight because the clinic we were going to was abroad. So we went into travel agents and we knew exactly where we had to go and the travel agents kept saying to us, oh no, can you not go on this other date and this other week because it's going to be cheaper? And we kept saying, no, we have to go on that date and that time. And they're kind of looking at us as if we were mad because of the cost. And we're like, no, we have to go then. Nope, sorry, nope, have to be unknowns to them what we're doing. And it's kind of an, an unusual place to go to as well. So it's a bit harder to get to. So we travelled. We had to travel to Newcastle first and then we got the flight over. So phoned the clinic before we are leaving. We got on the plane, that was fine. And we got off the plane and there was a text. Urgently call the clinic and your heart completely sinks as in, what's wrong? But nothing was wrong. So we got to the hotel and we settled in very, very quickly because we wanted to do this phone call. We phoned the clinic and they said, could you come in today? And we're like, we've just arrived off a plane, or disorientated, we're tired. We don't even know how to get to the clinic from where we are this time. It's a completely different location. And they were like, okay, it doesn't matter. It's all right. Just take your time. We'll just keep to the schedule, which was a big relief in a sense, but kind of gets you worried as in why they're getting us to change for, for protocol at this stage. But everything went fine. They wanted to meet hubby. That's what it was. They wanted to do a lot of tests on hubby quicker, but it doesn't matter. So the next morning we got up, we hired a, a car and we drove to the clinic the good old help of Google Maps, which I have to say was very good. It got us from A to B with no problem at all, especially when we could not read half of the signs. So we got to the clinic and 
hubby did all his business as in his blood tests, etc. that he needed to do and the it was called ICSI that we were doing so husband went in and they surgically removed his sperm. I have to say it was a shame because hubby was in pain after it. It was more of a discomfort than a pain. So we waited a few days and they had already fertilised my eggs and we waited and we got wee phone calls saying that there were what do we to explain it that the the eggs and the sperm were getting jiggy jiggy and the, the wee petri dishes which was very very promising so I went in for my examination and it was it was sore and he looked at me and said had you had pain before going through your other IVFs? I said oh yes absolutely he said you've got a, a womb the shape of a question mark that completely explains why you can't conceive and why it's so sore So he gave us antibiotics, very strong antibiotics. Didn't realise how strong they were until I was lying outside in the sun. And within an hour, I was burnt from head to toe. All on the front side, not on the reverse of me, all the way down the front. My shins were scarlet. So the day came, it was the 25th of May and we got up in the morning, had breakfast. No, did I have breakfast? No, I didn't have breakfast. No, I wasn't allowed breakfast because I was going through an anaesthetic. So I arrived at the clinic. Now this clinic is like a hotel. And we put into a room and I got undressed and all dressed up in the goonie and my surgical tights etc and I couldn't put them on because I was burnt which was okay the doctor came in and looked at me and went ah what did you do and uh, that was the tablets so I ended up going through into the, the theatre with daddy TB and two doctors two nurses and an anaesthetist because I was getting put under due to the pain that I receive having the catheter inserted into my uterus but the doctor was absolutely lovely so there someone was holding the Petra dish, which was my five-day blastocysts. I just think that is life in that small dish, just waiting. So the anaesthetist started putting me under, just slowly. Um, but I'd also had some oral medication as well to try and make me sleepy. But it wasn't working so well. 
I think it may be stress or I'm just don't take very well to anaesthetic. So they put me under a wee bit more. But I'm still awake. My husband was standing beside me holding my hand as we looked at each other. As a lovely doctor and the other doctors hold my other hand. And he inserted two air bubbles were shot into my catheter, right up into my uterus. And these air bubbles were two teeny weeny five day blast blastocysts. Now at that stage you don't know if it's going to work. But that was it over with. Conception had taken place. So back to our, our room and they brought me tea and toast. I think hubby ate most of it. And we were to go home. And it was kind of a weird sensation. But it was something we carried with us from the day that we first went to that clinic and I forgot to tell you about it. We found a coin just as we got out of the car. Hobby picked it up, passed it to me for good luck. I held on to that coin and I always remember every single examination I went for from that day we got it. I always just took it with me and placed it inside inside my bra. For some reason I don't know why I put it there, but I did, next to my heart. So the process was over. They wished us luck. Told us all the medications I had to take. Gave me a prescription. We had to go to the chemist and get it. And keep up the injections. So went back and we just went back to the hotel. I just lay in the bed and just went to sleep. Because it's a really, really stressful time. Then we got up. And we continued just to go through our life. As any other day. But it wasn't any other day. And I don't know if the hotel knew or didn't know or what. But they gave us this most beautiful coffee. Every time we were in the hotel room. And every time I went into the restaurant, they kept giving it to us. They said it had some herbal purities in it that would help with your health. Well, I had nothing to lose. I had everything to gain. So I used to take it. So we came home, and unknown to us that that date, the 25th of May, was the fabulous day in our lives that our two... Little other bubbles became part of our family. I'll post on my blog the image. It's not very exciting. But it's all about the hopes and the fears and the excitement and all the what ifs and the worries that it came after that. Little did I know that four years later, to this day, that we would be in a lockdown. 
It's always a special day for us. But the year is 25th of May, 2020. And COVID-19, coronavirus, pandemic, has hit the world since the 22nd of March, 2020, for the United Kingdom. It's so strange that these are the same dates that we went through. Four years later, we're much happier. Never knew that we'd find ourselves in this situation, absolutely at all. It's scary because we don't know what the future is going to bring for our two darlings. But the future will be bright for them. They will not know of a world of any difference because they are the future children that we must protect. IVF is emotional, physically and mentally and it's challenging. Everyone's story is completely individual and completely different. Most people are completely blissfully unaware of the struggles that people take to conceive. But we happen to find ourselves in that very situation. Lots of people are completely uncomfortable about talking about it. As you can tell, with me putting the podcast out there, we chose not to disclose our treatment any longer and let people know that we have two wonderful children conceived through IVF ICSI treatment at our age everything can be possible and dreams can come true these kids make our heart full if you want to discuss anything please drop me a line we're always here to have a chat take care love to you all Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or to the website www.ivfbeforeandafter.com for fantastic free stuff.